2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of
1: iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian.
3: Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchi, and my co-hosts today are Brian Johnson and Matt Harrison. That means we've got sort of the full complement of brains on this show. And we found out Diego is the guy
4: who does the intro. (laughs) Yes, it is. Thanks, Diego. Diego.
3: Thank you, Diego. So are you saying (laughs) if we
4: combine our brains into one, we have one collective... Super brain. ...functioning... Mega mega brain.
3: (laughs) We've got two primary topics for the show today, Fantasy Football Weekly. First is wide receiver... Quarterback combos that actually make sense based on the ADP that you'd actually could execute. I mean, anybody we could sit here and say we'll go get Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill, right? Because they're going to be really good. Well, obviously they're going to be really good, but there's an opportunity You're cost spend on a those first guys and second round pick on those right. two or a second and third round pick at best, right? So yeah, maybe, maybe. So that's the you know there's an opportunity cost of that. So. Mm-hmm as balanced by average draft position, who are the quarterbacks and wide receiver combos that you could actually pull off. And then secondarily guys, that I am calling double digit darts. Mm. These are guys from round 10 or higher. That's the double triple darts. D's. Yeah. It's like diners, drive-ins and dives <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking of different triple D's, but uh, yeah. Now here's the catch. <laughs> I don't want any of these guys to simply be. Guys who will just outperform their ADP. I don't want a 10th rounder who could perform like an eighth rounder. To be a double-digit dart, a triple D, these guys must be guys that with some breaks can perform like a tight end one wide receiver. One they can two, perform like starter. the mayor
4: of flavor town and not yes. an injury break either. No, not like no injury gets right. hurt. Yeah, he will be want, no. Yeah. Right.
3: Yes. I don't want to hear Tony Pollard here, even right. though I'm fascinated by Tony Pollard yes. because Ezekiel has to go down for him. Injuries don't count. Cause that's random. You can't count on that. I want guys who don't need an injury break to turn into a, from a, turn their double digit draft location into somebody who is going to go back and go, well, that guy was a third rounder. This seems like a podcast where you should probably get
5: out your pen and paper and start writing down names. Well, it's probably a
3: good idea for listeners. Well, yeah, not Not, not not so much me. No, No, I already know what's coming. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the quarterback wide receiver combos that actually make sense based on their ADP. Brian, I'm going to have you go first. Tell me your combo players, where you need to take them in the draft who you, which teammates are you teaming up?
4: Uh, I love this topic. And uh, Matt will remember this going back to the DFS days. I call this the uh, a Batman and Robin scenario, with the mm-hmm. quarterback being the Batman and the wide receiver, the Robin. Um, but I went with the Detroit Lions and uh, with Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with Kenny Galladay because he's the more expensive of the two players yes, when it comes is. to uh, ADP. He's going very late second right now around uh, the 11th pick in the second round at wide receiver number eight um way too low mind you and i'll tell you why last year kenny galladay led all wide receivers with 11 touchdowns Ooh. he was 21st in targets with 116 dang Jamison crowder saw more <laughs> targets than kenny galladay last season and, and
3: Jamison crowder scored two times
4: and yeah and uh, he was criminally underused and we'll get to stafford in a second but Galladay had Stafford for half the season. And yeah. then it was David Bloch. And uh, I'm already <laughs> blanking on the other Scrub's name that got some running quarterback. Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll, thank you very much. So yeah, Galladay obviously had a inferior quarterbacks in the second half of the season, but let's just focus on the whole season. Sixty-five receptions could have been higher with better quarterbacking. Fifty-two of those were for first downs. That is mm. just uber product uber productivity. Uh, he was tied for the lead in receptions of twenty plus yards with Stefan Diggs. Both had 16. And by the way, Diggs led the NFL on uh, receptions on yards on long passes of 20 plus yards. Say it again. On receptions of 20 plus yards. Okay. Diggs had the most yards, 635 on those receptions. Galladay was second with 628. Hmm. The next guy was Amari Cooper with 503. That's a big That is a, a major disparity there. So Galladay, I mean, if we're not talking pairing with a quarterback, I'm loving Galladay as the wide receiver eight right now. He's got top five, top three potential going into this season. Now over to Stafford, who's going off the board at quarterback 14 in the early 10th round. Like I said, only played eight games last year before landing on IR. Before he was hurt, he was on pace for career best in yards per attempt, touchdown percentage. Passer rating, and he was leading the entire league in passing yards per game at 312 before getting hurt. That would have put him at 5,000 yards on the season if he played the yeah, whole year. That's crazy. And now, when, I, when we're doing this exercise, one of the guys, one of the combos I was thinking of doing was Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. Well, Devonte okay. Adams clearly the target hog. Yeah, but that's it for Rodgers. I know that's, that's the problem. It. So you, that's not an ideal pairing. Stafford's got Marvin Jones, yes, he does. who was second in touchdowns inside the ten yard line last year with five, mm-hmm. second to Kenny Galladay, who had six. <laughs> and T.J. Hawkinson, yeah, it still might, might it be good. It might be good, yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift certainly a boon in the passing game from mm-hmm. the running back perspective. So Matthew Stafford, and uh, you know the, the Bears aren't that tough against the pass. The Vikings certainly aren't that tough against the pass anymore. So it's a it's a, there's a favorable schedule for Detroit. So. uh I'm gonna shut up now, and that's my pairing. Okay, that's your pairing. We'll
3: go with uh, I and honestly, I don't, I don't have any qualms with all that. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of good things yeah. that there's a lot of good reasons to think that those things. We know Kenny Galde is great,
4: and all. All I need to do is Matthew Stafford to not get hurt. He's had top ten finishes in about half of this full seasons he's played in the last seven or eight years. He has that potential for sure. And the defense not as not gonna be as good in Detroit. I think. I think they'll be chasing. More points than usual.
3: So. All right, Matt, you're up next. Qu- your quarterback wide receiver combo that makes sense based on ADP. Who now, are they, and where do I have to take them? Now we just heard Brian's, and I know what yours is.
5: Yes, and I'm slumming it here. Okay, <laughs> and that's fine. That there's no
4: I. I like that. I, I got. I beg that. to differ. Once you say your quarterback, well, but you're slumming maybe. it. But yeah. I,
5: mean, I mean, Brian likes my quarterback. I like my quarterback. Uh, um, my two guys. The first guy you have to draft in the fifth round. That's no, not okay. bad. That's not bad. Uh pick 56 wide receiver 24 that's DJ Chark. Oh, DJ Chark. Okay. Uh Chark is going after Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, yes. DJ Moore, yes. Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. all of which he finished higher in <laughs> fantasy points <laughs> scored last year. year. Yes. Uh he finished as wide receiver 16 and nothing in that <laughs> offense has gotten significantly worse. Uh and Plus, they added LaViska Chenault, who should take a little bit of pressure off him. He's a he's a decent wide receiver, too, in that offense. And their defense has lost some significant names. And they should be playing in Brian, are you ready? Guard yes. gardenage time. Gardenage time. I a like lot it. a lot this year. Of course I like it. Which brings me to Gardner Minshew, who's a 16th rounder. I like it. Quarterback yep. 27. Pick 191 in your draft. Seven multi touchdown games in 14 played, and not all of his 14
3: games were starts last year. He topped. No, they weren't. they You know, they they tried Nick Foles in week one. He yep. got knocked out. Then they brought Nick Foles back, and Foles was worse than Minshew. Yeah, so he got benched for Minshew. Keep in mind, and you know Brian has made these points on previous shows. You know Nick Foles, who they were paying, you know, he's in the middle of a 50 million dollar contract, wasn't. Good enough. To he definitely was. Gardner Minshew.
5: Uh, Minshew top 25 rushing yards in eight of his mm-hmm. games. That's great. A uh, little gravy on top there. And according to Pro Football Focus, Minshew had the second most rushing yards on pure scrambles in the league last year. I like that. 350 rushing yards. I bet Josh Allen was first. No, it was only 80 yards behind Lamar Jackson. Oh come on, Lamar Jackson. Well, his, you said you said pure, pure scramble, right? You know, I so I was taking out all of Lamar's yeah. all of
3: Lamar's um, uh,
5: designed runs. Twenty-one touchdown passes, only six picks. He was mm-hmm. he was efficient. Um, and if you extrapolate Minshew's fourteen games to sixteen games, which is not that much of an extrapolation, really. No, that's not bad. His numbers are Kyler Murray's numbers from last year. Mm. Almost exactly. Wow. And, third, uh, and Kyler
3: Murray, by the way, is it's
5: some quarterbacks he's like quarterback four. four. Yes. It's about 3,800 passing yards, mm-hmm. about the same rushing yards. He's Kyler Murray from last year. Mm-hmm. They were both rookies last year, both entering their second season. Yeah. So uh, also they get the new coordinator, Jay Gruden, who unlocked some of the best years of Kirk Cousins. Plus, there's nobody chasing him. Mike Glennon, are you afraid of him taking Gardner Minshew's uh, job? No. How about Joshua Dobbs, who hasn't seen the field since no. 2018? Nobody's taking Gardner Minshew's and, and the
3: fact that they didn't go out and draft somebody or put a you know make a, a significant move in free agency to back up that quarterback position tells me they believe in Gardner Minshew. So Chark is a legit wide receiver two teetering on wide receiver
5: mm-hmm. one numbers entering his third year, and Gardner Minshew, I think he's just He's a lock to be a good quarterback this yeah, year.
4: He's, he's going to outperform his ADP. Absolutely. For sure. He could be a starter. No better backup quarterback in fantasy football, in my opinion, based on his ADP. Sure. It's, yeah, a quarterback a slam 27. Dunk, yeah. Slam dunk jam he's, that That, that means he's bar. not getting
3: drafted in a lot of drafts. Lots of drafts. Not getting drafted at all. All right. Let's go to my quarterback wide receiver combo that actually makes sense with ADP. And that is... Wait, they, are you saying that mine didn't? No, no, yours did. <laughs> <laughs> Yours did. All three that of these actually did. Actually, makes hey, sense. sense. <laughs> well, the way I said it came out that yeah. way. <laughs> Baker Mayfield to Odell Beckham. So let's talk about their ADP first and why you can actually execute this. And by the way, I love to zig when everybody else is zagging in fantasy football. I also like to zag when everybody else is zigging oh. in fantasy football. They both both work. You know, if this was a 2019 podcast, everybody would be like,
5: oh, that's just
3: chalky. Everybody's I, I, uh, exactly Exactly. Baker this, and Odell. At this time last year, everybody wanted a piece of the Browns. They all got burned except for the Nick Chubb owners and... Now this year, nobody wants the Browns and I'm buying it's baby the post-hype sleeper. It is the post-hype sleeper. So let's begin with Baker Mayfield, his average draft position last year. He was quarterback six off the board last year. This year he's quarterback 14 in round 10. All right. That's Baker Mayfield. Then the old L Beckham side last year. He was wide receiver five going off at the at late first round, early second round. Two years ago, he was the, like the first overall pick in a lot of leagues. Some too. leagues. Yeah. This year, Odell Beckham has slumped to wide receiver 20 in round five. Wow. So I'm going to execute my Baker Mayfield to Odell Beckham in rounds five and rounds ten. And I've got this hookup. So, so many reasons to believe the Browns are going to be a vastly improved offense, a massively improved offensive line featuring first round pick, Jedrick Wills, and the best tackle in free agency, Jack Conklin, who got signed by the Browns. Remember, Jack Conklin just got done blocking for Derrick Henry's monster season. Mm-hmm. He is a really good blocker. This is a, they also get a massive upgrade in coaching from Freddie Kitchens to Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski just unlocked Kirk Cousins' best year of his career. Now, Stefanski ran the ball a lot for Mike Zimmer. So there's a lot of people who are like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nervous they're just going to run and they've got these two great running backs, which they do. But keep in mind, we think Mike Zimmer was dictating a lot of that run pass um, ratio in Minnesota. And I think Steph- Kevin Stefanski will pass more in Cleveland than he did in Minnesota. Now, Mayfield just by himself has got this plethora of weapons. You can throw to Beckham. You can throw to Landry. You can throw to Hooper. You can throw to both of your excellent running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So he's got all of these weapons around him. So even if Odell Beckham does not return to the elite form that he had, you're still pretty solid in this Baker Mayfield pick, I think. But Beckham's going to pan out. He's going to be better than this round five pick. Needless to say, Odell Beckham's a good receiver. I mean. I don't think we have to even, you know, have that conversation about whether or not he great. he's
4: a great wide receiver. OK, yes. maybe
3: great. Right. You know, it, it, through three or four years, it looked like he was he was absolutely headed to the Hall of Fame. I happen to believe he made a catch with one hand and once. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's done that before.
4: Actually, um, pre Gettleman. Sorry to interrupt real quick. I was at the, the Packers playoff game in Lambeau pre you get meaning I was a Giants fan then. Oh. Beckham was not great in that game. I take that back. He was god awful. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. He PG. So, PG. Yeah, yeah,
3: Kevin Stefanski unlocked greatness from Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. And those guys have turned out to be very good receivers. They have, they are all, they've, they've also become better than anybody thought they would ever be. Now you take Odell Beckham and you give St- Kevin Stefanski a chance to take Odell Beckham and make him the best he can possibly be. And I'm very intrigued by what that looks like. Beckham has topped 1,000 yards in every season except his four game season in 2017. So it's not like he has these terrible seasons either. And last year, he was daggered by unusually low touchdown production. He got targeted 133 times and only scored four times. That's going to come back to the norm. And, you know, he'll, he'll be, if he gets targeted another 133 times, he's back to double digit style touchdowns, I believe. So there you go.
5: I, I'm I'm kind of surprised you left off uh, Jarvis Landry, who's I mentioned.
3: Landry is one of the targets. Beckham Landry Cooper Re-
5: really is like he. I believe he has the NFL record for most catches in his first six years of a, yeah, a career. No, he might. He, mm-hmm. he he's he's absolutely in the role of Adam Thielen there too. Oh man, that he might be in in for well, an well, even me, uh, even me, better spot. Yeah, don't forget, also for later Hooper. in the draft. Well, he's not yeah. that
3: much later. It's a funny thing. He's also round five. Okay. So I, then I look, man, at, I, I, feel like Landry, Landry,
5: I feel like Landry's going like seven, eight in the, in the things I see him,
3: but it, so Landry, I believe, yeah. the problem for Landry to me is he's had one season with a, with meaningful touchdown production sure at the end of the day, the guy that can give me, that can return massive value on my fifth round pick. You want some touchdowns. touchdowns. Odell Beckham. Yeah. I want, I want touchdowns. I want big plays. Landry's just not that guy. He's a chain-moving possession receiver. Hmm. Womp, womp. There is a little womp to that, I think. Uh, would you rather have Landry? Would you execute this, this Mayfield to if, if they're in the same round, I'd probably
5: go Odell and swing for the fences. But, I mean, if, if I can get Landry a couple of rounds later, depending okay. on how ADP shakes out, if I can yeah. get Landry a couple of rounds later, I'd probably go that direction. Okay. I'm listening
3: to that. I almost did Mayfield to Hooper. That was tempting. Mm. People, Hooper's going too late too. All the Browns are going too late.
4: I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones was one we both contemplated as well. That you know, I did not because no.
3: Julio is too expensive for me.
4: Yeah, and Calvin and Calvin Ridley. This
3: might be the year. So I didn't. I didn't actually did not give that a lot of meaningful thought. Okay. Um, there were a couple others obviously that that we did think about. Let's go to break. When we come back, the double digit darts. These are guys from round 10 or higher who have a lead upside, like top of the draft upside that can perform like a second round pick or a third round pick, maybe even a first round pick, maybe. (laughs) It's a big, you know, you don't have to get quite that far. It's a big ask. It is a big ask, but guys who have that in them and don't need injury to get there are double digit darts coming up next.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip
3: Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian, Brian Johnson, and Matt Harrison with you. Our double-digit darts, these are guys from round 10 or higher who have elite upside at their position and do not need injury to get there. That's a key component to this. We begin with Matt Harrison. Who you got? All right, this guy is going off ADP
5: 196. Dude, that qualifies for sure. The last pick of the 16th round. Wow. That man is James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, this is deep. It's deep. He did nothing <laughs> through the first eight weeks of last season.
3: Well, he had no quarterbacking either through all of the weeks of last season. Nothing thing at all. Did It's just what? No. Oh, you
5: got oh, to wait. Hold on.
1: Oh, there it, we go. And then duck came around.
5: Yeah. 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 <laughs> there we go. Uh, First eight weeks, no touchdowns, didn't top three receptions or fifty-two yards. Thanks, Mason Rudolph, for that. Plus a little bit mm-hmm. of an injury there. Uh, from weeks nine through sixteen, however, insert insert the duck right there. Uh, he averaged six point two five targets per game, just over four catches per game, and seventy-two yards per game. Added three touchdowns in that span too. Over that eight game, seventy-two
3: stretch. yards per game is pretty good. Yeah.
5: Over those exact same eight games, there's this guy who's going off the board well higher than James Washington. His name's Deontay Johnson. Everybody loves him. I like Deontay Johnson. He averaged 5.8 targets. Mm-hmm. That's less. He averaged 3.75 receptions. That's less. He averaged only 41 yards per game. That's about half That's as many. That's significantly less. And yeah. he only. Only had two touchdowns over that span. So, why are we spending all of this on Deontay Johnson? What about, or when, even Juju
3: Smith Shoes? When, when James
5: Washington performed better than Deontay Johnson, mm. and you can get him so much later. Yeah. Um, last year at this time, Washington was kind of being drafted as the Deontay Johnson guy, the guy who could take over for Antonio Brown in this yeah. offense, maybe. What went wrong? It was no Big Ben. And mm-hmm. Big Ben's back, and they're going to pass the ball, and they're going to get it going again. And James Washington stands to be in a pretty good spot, especially if the Steelers aren't as enthused about Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster or yeah, something. So could be. maybe James Washington's in line to be the next guy in Pittsburgh. It could be. It could be. And they're, and they're a they're a manufacturer of wide receivers, yeah. and they have been over the years oh, yeah. just for, yeah, just for a long time. Just keep turning them out.
3: I kind of like it. You know, I needed some selling on James Washington, but you got me there and I'm not sold on Juju Smith Schuster. I know people are right back on Juju's he got a, like a third round ADP yeah, right now. It's up there. You know, I, and obviously the quarterbacking was horrible last year, but he still didn't show up. I want my great receivers to sort of, you know, make up for some of the shortcomings of their bad quarterbacks. And Juju didn't do that. And I'm just not, and he's by the way, heading into a free agency. I'm not convinced yet. Mm-hmm. I, I could very well be wrong because I'm in the minority on this. That Juju Smith-Schuster is part of the future plans of Pittsburgh unless he materially jump, you know, jumps back to where he was. Is anybody convinced
5: for sure that Juju is wide receiver one in Pittsburgh? I mean, a lot of people might say Deontay
4: Johnson is. Yeah, well, and yeah. don't forget, he had Antonio Brown on the other side to yeah, take a lot of that, attention off, off of Juju in his rookie year. All right, Brian, who is your double-digit dart? Not quite as deep as a uh, Washington with Matt. I'm going to go with uh, Miko Hardman, wide receiver for the Chiefs, going in the tenth round right now. Barely uh, double digits. Barely Garth. double digits. But <laughs> if if a guy can return first round value, this just this might, might be the, the, the guy. Not, uh, be. And that doesn't need an injury to Tyreek Hill either. So last year as a rookie, Miko Hardman had 538 yards and six touchdowns. Those are like established veteran statistics for a starting wide receiver, right? Yes. He did this on 41 targets for only 26 catches. Now, 41 targets is like what Michael Thomas totals in two
1: weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Like That is
4: ridiculously underused, even for a rookie, especially when you're scoring six touchdowns on those 41 targets, averaging over 20 yards per game. I mean, just double those targets. And you're looking at double-digit touchdowns with that kind of production. But Hardman should see at least 100 targets this year. Demarcus Robinson saw 55 last year. Take all of those yeah, right. away from him. Yeah, right. Please. Mikkel Hardman uh, had a quarterback rating, and it wasn't always Patrick Mahomes, mind you, throwing the ball his way. He yeah. was injured a couple of years, a couple of games, yeah. excuse me, uh, of 145 quarterback rating thrown to Michael Hardman. Wow. Mikko Hardman, I'm going to go back to the yards on receptions of 20-plus yards or more. Okay. He totaled more yards than Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Guys like this, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, that had a lot of pro. They had a lot of volume oh, that he never had. Tons of volume. Yeah. He totaled more yards on deep passes. So yes, Tyree kills in tow. They drafted Ceh, Travis Kelsey. But this mm-hmm. is a prolific offense, and if he can see double the amount of targets, he could push a thousand yards and ten touchdowns easily. And if they increase, and I know we're not saying if someone gets injured, but if someone gets injured, <laughs> the sky's the limit for Hartman. There already is, really, as long as he gets proper usage. I'm gonna go out on a
5: limb here and say that this show tends to like Kansas City Chiefs.
3: <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves Kansas City gonna, Chiefs. We're right gonna now. have
5: to have an entire show where we go with the negatives yep. of the Chiefs because every one of us has only spouted positivity about the Chiefs. Oh, well, who obviously. wants but you know what? Who wants Sammy Watkins?
3: That's Nobody. true. Nobody oh, gross. I, I, right, right.
4: <laughs> very much purposely left him out of his conversation because we don't want to talk about no, Sammy Watkins. We don't
3: want to talk about no. Sammy Watkins. Just ruins the party uh, it for It really everyone. does. My double-digit dart, and oh, my man love is just growing by the moment. Uh, by the way, that's <laughs> totally, totally, it just, it's that, just a phrase, there's nothing. You, you have pants on, yeah. thankfully,
4: so we can't tell.
3: Janu Smith, oh. Man, do I love I Johnny Smith. I saw you tweet something about uh, yeah, Johnny Smith that looking would be like th- Derrick Henry. That's right. That would be three different video tweets about Johnny Smith yesterday. Current ADP is round 13. He is at my number, I believe, nine tight end, ranked tight wow. end right now. <laughs> Fantasy foot. Nine times. <laughs> nine nine times. times. There you go. Uh, Johnny Smith, let's talk about him. Here's some of his ranks from last year. You might be asking yourself, where did Janu Smith finish in contested catches? I bet you were just thinking that. I was. I was. I was really work, working among, on that. In among my tight brain. ends, he was number one in contested catch rate. Mm. He was number five in true catch rate. He was number two. Wait, what's true catch rate? I don't know. Okay, good. He's number two. <laughs> I think true catch rate is when they throw, is when they take uncatchable passes okay, I off, off of the board. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, if you get a one hopper and normally the box score would read uh, Ryan Tannehill incomplete to John Smith, but mm-hmm. there was not a catchable pass. Sure. So when you take those out, he's still fifth. He was number two in yards per target. Number seven in yards per reception and number eight in yards per route run. That's Johnu Smith right there. Now, by the way, fourth highest yards after catch at eight point four. That's Johnu Smith, and we're talking about a good offense, and he's the number two receiver on the team. There's AJ Brown, and then balls are going to Corey Davis. No, mm. Johnu Smith. Now Kendall Wright. The thing about Johnu Smith. <laughs> that you need to know listeners just go look at him. go to my twitter account look at the guy play all you have to do is see him the athleticism is freakish for example you may have seen on my twitter account the 57 yard run that he had as a handoff from the halfback position last year against a playoff defense in houston 57 yards He's six foot three, 250 pounds. It looks like Derrick Henry running the ball, but Why'd no. Why did they take Henry out? Was there a mix-up? No, it's was intentional because <laughs> John Lee Smith is that athletic. He's fat. He's a four six speed tight end. He is an athletic freak. And that offense, that passing offense is increasingly going to go through him. I think I mentioned earlier, they cut Delaney Walker. No issue there he is the starter and he that dude is headed for stardom johnny smith he could finish easily as a top five tight end this year i've got him number nine right now okay so i still i'm not quite ready to not quite ready to put him there yet but now, you're not drafting him in place. the fourth round no i don't have to i can take him in the, his adp is the 13th round i can reach around in the 12th and get Johnu Smith. I could see you giving Johnu Smith the reach around. I I would. Mm -hmm. I would give Johnu Smith the reach around. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I could go eleventh round. That could happen. The double, the double reach around. (laughs) That's right. If you're not listening to our Associated Podcast, Chopped the Guillotine Podcast, we encourage you to do that as well. Subscribe to that. It's every everywhere you love podcasting, you can find Chop the Guillotine Podcast. Well, next week we're back to like.
4: Ninety plus minutes, right? Yeah, back and to the we big should boy shows. Tonight, yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, you know, we're 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 one week away from this show going uh, back to its regular two hour radio style format. So Excellent. you'll get the long form fantasy football weekly coming up, and we've got training camps brewing and all kinds of uh, all kinds of things to follow. And we'll have the much expanded fantasy football weekly. None of the short stuff like this week. Can't wait, guys! Uh, terrific job, Brian Matt. Thank you. We'll talk to y'all next Thanks. week. Bye bye.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars.
0: Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. Pick up, pick up. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with